Hi church, you know for over 40 years this church has been generous and I'm really proud to be a part of that and so throughout All In this year we're asking everyone to stand with us in generosity and to empower the vision of the local church again over the next 12 months. Throughout this All In season our target is to raise £100,000 and we're seeking to do that for our church, for our you know, community, and also across the world. And I want to say to us as a church, come on, we can do this again because God is with us and his supply is limitless. And so I look forward to this next 12 months. I want us to believe continuously as we journey together with God that he would entrust more resources to us, not for ourselves, but that we might be able to reach out to more and more people, that we might be able to take his love to more people and to bring the message of hope that is found in the Lord Jesus Christ alone. And so please pray with us along those lines. Now, over the past five weeks, we've talked about having a relationship with this limitless God. And we've addressed um, topics like limitless faith and limitless grace, limitless love, limitless hope, and limitless peace. And so today I'm going to kind of wrap up the series as we talk about limitless generosity. You know, the key verse that we've been using for this series, which Paul was speaking to the Corinthian church, is this. Dear, dear Corinthians... I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness that you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. Now, Paul, as a father figure, wanting to see his children grow into everything, you know, their greatest potential, is wanting the Corinthians to, to grow up into this expansive life in Christ. And he would say the same things to you and to me today. So, limitless generosity. The truth is that we have a choice to think generously, or we have a choice to hold on to everything for ourselves, to be selfish, to live a selfish life where we just think about me and my needs and my wants and my plans and my desires, which the Bible actually calls this life of scarcity. And it goes a little bit further to say, you know, Jesus speaking, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world yet loses his own soul? Wow. Is there a place that you can actually, you know, have everything but have nothing. Jesus says there is so much more than just material possessions. Now, a guy in the Bible called Zacchaeus met Jesus, and at that point, everything changed. Not only was his heart changed, but his hands were changed also. Hands that used to extort were now extended with amazing generosity. And let me read this to you. But Zacchaeus stood up, the Bible says, and said... And he said to Jesus, Lord, look, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount, four times 
the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house. Wow. See, generosity is the evidence and reflection of the work of God in our own lives as we discover our true treasure, which is Jesus Christ. Now, in contrast to that, just a couple of verses before in Luke's gospel, we read there of the story of a rich young ruler who wanted also to inherit eternal life. And the man declared to Jesus, you know, I've lived a good life. I've lived a really good life, and I've done good. I'm living good. I've obeyed the law. And, you know, with this, Jesus, the Bible, let me just read what the Bible says. When Jesus heard this, he said, you still lack one thing. Sell everything that you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Wow. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was a man of great wealth. Well, see, when Jesus challenged him to be generous, we're not really quite sure what happened there. What will he do? Is he going to choose to hold on to his wealth, or is he going to follow Jesus? Well, Jesus says this. Jesus looked at him and said, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Wow, a tough thing to hold onto everything or choose Jesus. I wonder what you will choose. See, generosity is a sign of a follower of Jesus. That's what the Bible teaches. So for me, friends, I have to tell you from my own life that generosity has never really been about should I give, but it's really about how I should give. Why is that? Because God loves a cheerful giver. He cares about how you give. He cares about your attitude, and it's really important. And of course, giving rests on the great why of Christian generosity, doesn't it? It really does. That Christ himself, Jesus Christ, gave himself, our Lord and Savior, our greatest treasure, demonstrated the ultimate generosity in coming to save us. The Bible says this, though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, so that you by his poverty might become rich. Wow. Jesus's generosity poured out for us. The generosity of heaven poured out in Jesus for you for me, to take upon himself the sins of the world. How generous is our God? How generous is his grace towards us? And he doesn't limit his love by 10%. We like to argue that, don't we, with the tithe. Should I give 10% or not? Well, thank God he never had that debate with himself. You know, he doesn't just give 10% of his love. He's decided, the Bible says, to lavish his love 100% and 100% all the time. Lavish his love generously upon us in so many different ways. So if Jesus is in us as his followers, then such an open-handed tendency will be in us too. See, one of the effects of the gospel going deeper into our own souls is that it frees our fingers, yes, these fingers, your fingers, to loosen their grasp on our goods, 
on our material possessions. And I'm going to say it again because this is important, that generosity is one of the greatest evidences of truly being a Christian. Now, I wonder how many of you here today um, listening with me would say that God is a generous God. Can I hear an amen? I'm sure I can. God is a generous God. You see, and that's important because to live a generous life, it has to begin with a recognition that God is a generous God, and He has been generous to us. In other words, He's the model. He's our example to live a life of generosity. Now, choosing this life of generosity, for me, has nothing to do with your income. It's got nothing to do with your job. It's got nothing to do with your title. Rather, it has everything to do with how you think. The Bible again says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. It has everything to do with your thought life. I love the book of Isaiah, and in chapter 32 and verse 8, it says this, a generous man devises a generous plan, and by generosity, he will stand. Now, this is about a person who understands that true fulfillment comes in generosity. I want to challenge you all today. I wonder who will you be generous to? In fact, every day of your life, who are you going to be generous to today? Who can you add value to today? Who can you help? Who can you lift? Who can you serve today? How can you become a blessing? That's the generous life that I'm talking about. So I just, in these few moments, just want to leave these thoughts with you. What does it mean to live a generous life? What does it really mean? Well, let me just say, number one, living a generous life means making a decision to live on the other side of yes. That's right. Listen to what the Bible says in Deuteronomy 15. Give freely and spontaneously. Don't have a stingy heart. The way you handle uh, matters like this triggers God. Your God's blessings in everything you do and all your work and your venture. There are always going to be the poor and needy among you. So I command you, always be generous, open purse and hands Give to your neighbors in trouble and your poor connections and hurting neighbors. That's living on the other side of yes. Now, I remember a guy in our church many years ago who came to me and said to me, Mark, the answer is yes. And I wondered, what the heck does he mean? What does he mean, yes? And he went on to tell me how many years ago he'd said to God, Yes, God, whatever it is, the answer is yes. So he looked at me and he said, Mark, I say yes to MKCC, the vision that you have. I say yes to the needs that you present. I say yes to the opportunities that you and others at MKCC present to us to make a difference. And I thought, that's incredible, because that's the same heart that I have. I've always wanted to give to every opportunity, to every need. It might not always be, you know, thousands of pounds, but a fiver, a tenner, a twenty, a fifty, a hundred, to some need. In fact, every need 
in our church, in our community, in our world, whether it's Uganda, whether it's India, whether it's Albania, whether it's our benevolence fund, whether it's for Milton Keynes, whether it's to support somebody who's run out of electricity and can't afford their gas bill, the answer is yes, we can do something. Wow, this is life living generously on the other side of yes. And I want to encourage us, let's, let's live there. Let's be a yes man or a yes woman, not a no man. Friends, there is a danger of living our life on the side of no. Because all you see there are the difficulties. You doubt, you fear, you, you, you think, oh, if I do that, I can't do this. Quite selfish, right? And your world, the Bible says, and your influence becomes smaller and that influence becomes limited. Now, I want to encourage you to make a decision to be a yes person, right? Yes to the opportunities in your life. Who told you no? I want to, I want to say, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes to the opportunity before us in the vision of our church. Yes to the city. Yes to the, the world. Yes, we can. So let's live generously on the other side of yes. Now, secondly, living generously means keep your focus on sowing seed. You know, there is a natural law that we all know is the law of harvest. Whatever you sow, you reap. So when you choose to be generous, you know this, there is a harvest that will come. Whether you choose to give, to serve, to lift, to help, to support, there is a harvest at the right time. However, many people who have never sowed a seed in their lives are out there going around looking for a harvest. Now, I want to I say to you uh, to, today that you're not a dreamer. You're on drugs. It doesn't happen. It doesn't work like that. I want you to listen to my heart today. Just focusing on reaping the harvest can easily become about you. It can easily become about me, about what I'm going to get when is the harvest coming? When is it coming? Is it now? Is it, is it next week? When is it coming? Why isn't it coming, Lord? It's all about me. Now, living a generous life is not focused on return or what I can get. It's just focused on sowing. Be a sower. Be generous at all time. And I want to encourage us to focus on that. Jesus said, give away your life in Luke's Gospel, chapter 6, 38, and you will find life given back. But not merely given back, but given back with a bonus and blessing. Giving, not getting, is the way. Generosity begats generosity. How powerful is that? Here's the third thing. Living generously means you are growing in your faith. Again, 2 Peter chapter 1, and let me read this, 5 to 9. So don't lose a minute in building on what you've given, complementing your basic faith with good character, spiritual understanding, alert discipline, passionate patience, reverent wonder, warm friendliness, and generous love, each dimension fitting in and developing the others. With these qualities active and growing in your lives, no grass will grow under your feet, no day will pass without its reward as you mature in your experience of your master. Jesus. How incredible. Your faith is growing. That's what it means when you're generous, your faith is growing. So exercise that. 
Fourthly, living generously, you will attract people to God. God, Jesus said in Matthew 5.11, be generous with your lives, be opening up to others. You'll prompt people to open up with God, the generous Father in heaven. So when you're a gen- generous, it actually opens up a whole new way of sharing your faith. People see your generosity. That's what Jesus is saying here. They'll see your service. They'll see your help. They'll see you lifting others up. They'll see you becoming a blessing. They see you actively doing something. And they, it says here, it says, will see that God is at work in you. You're generous. Jesus said, people will see God. Now, there's a little girl in Uganda that I met called Lizzie who's in the care home in Uganda, and she's disabled, and she has very, very little. And one afternoon, we were distributing clothes there and went to give some clothes to her, and she got an extra T-shirt, two T-shirts she got on that day. And she was so excited. You could see the joy in her face, and she was crying. The tears were in her eyes. And you know... It was wonderful to see that, but later in the evening, I saw this little girl give away one of those t-shirts. I was so moved by that because one of the children hadn't got one, and she chose to give it away. Right there, I saw Jesus. I saw the generosity of Jesus in this little girl giving away, and I thought, I want to be like that. I'm challenged And I want to be like that. She's living this big-hearted, open-handed life. I saw God in her. And if you rarely generous and you rarely smile, you rarely engage in acts of kindness, you rarely, you know, reach out to others with love, you're rarely positive in your life and your attitude, then people will not want to know your God. In fact, can I say, they won't want to even know you, right? So I want to challenge you to live this generous life and to practice it every day, to give to this campaign called All In, to look at the opportunities that we present, and let's make a difference together. Living generously also means that you receive more than you can imagine. Did you know that? Jesus actually said this, and it's reiterated throughout the Bible. Back in Old Testament times in the book of Proverbs, it says the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped Beautiful verse. Now, I'm not talking about the prosperity gospel in any way, shape, or form here. But I do want to say this. This verse propagates a generous lifestyle. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Bless people. Help others. Serve people. Give away. Love people. And as you do this, the Bible says, you will live an abundantly blessed life. And those who help others will receive help from others. It's again, you reap what you sow. So live that life. And lastly, living generously for me means that you live out your God-given identity. That's right. If you want to be God-like, if you want to be Christ-like, be generous. He gave himself away and he calls us to do the same. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 48, in a word, what I'm saying is this, grow up. Your kingdom subjects now. 
Now live like it. Did you get that? Now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and be gracious towards others the way God lives towards you. How amazing is that? Now, the other night I was just sitting late at night, you know, channel surfing, as I know many of you do that. I mean, let's just own up to the fact. And I was there and I just saw, uh, you know, just, I don't know whether there's a documentary on the Niagara Falls. And and, uh, I was so moved as I saw the waters just pouring down that river, pouring over the cliffs and uh, just creating, you know, so much spray. It was just powerful and you know, millions of tons of of water just flowing down that Niagara Falls, and it just continues year in, year out, year in, year out, week in, week out, day in, day out. This just keeps flowing. And I felt God speak to me in that moment when I thought about this generosity message. And I just felt he said, Mark, you know, my capacity to provide for you is limitless. Nobody questions where that water comes from, but it just keeps flowing. And God is limitless in his supply. He's limitless in his generosity. And he's just looking for a vessel. He'll be big-hearted, open-handed, and to give in a way that he wants you and me to reflect his image. And he will bless us and he will pour into our lives. And I felt God just saying... Be generous on every occasion. Live a generous life. And I want to leave that message with you all today, to be generous. This year, in and through our All In campaign, let's choose to be generous. Let's live this big-hearted, open life, this generous life. Let's all be in and give. This All In season gives us all the opportunity to express that generosity and love and to trust God over the next 12 months. So please, to give one-off gifts, to pledge, please just look at the details on the screen. And I know Josh is going to give you some more information just about how you can give. But let's get together, let's give together, and let's make a difference in Jesus' name. Amen. 